Hi everyone, welcome to Baby Steps Nutrition, a podcast that focuses on nutrition, health, and wellness for families of children of all ages and stages. I'm your host, Argavon Neil Forouge, a pediatric dietitian and mom of two young children. My goal is to bring you impactful information that you can apply every day in a simplified, practical form to make life easier. Now let's get into today's conversation. We discussed the Outless Project in a previous episode with Kathy Taylor. Kathy, a mom of an almost 10-year-old boy, had a traumatic experience with her son when he received emergency care as a 3-year-old child. Kathy realized that in Marin County, where she lives, the emergency care facilities lack the equipment and expertise to treat pediatric patients. Hence, the Ouchless Project was born. The Ouchless Project is essentially a model of care for children that encompasses both their physical and emotional needs. Today's guest, Michelle Tracy, has been instrumental in implementing this pediatric emergency room program when she was Director of Emergency Services and Trauma at Marin Health. She continues to raise awareness about Ouchless in her community and beyond. As both Kathy and Michelle have quoted, I couldn't have done it without her, and she couldn't have done it without me. Michelle is a registered nurse for almost 30 years and has worn many hats, including director, educator, project manager, and consultant in acute care settings. Michelle has been widely recognized and praised for training her staff using the Ouchless Care model, leading to Marin Health becoming emergency department approved for pediatrics in April of 2018. Like Kathy, Michelle had her own traumatizing experience in the emergency department with her young child, who was four years old at the time in New York. We have so much to talk about, so let's get started. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. I know there's so much to talk about, so let's first start with you. Can you please speak to that day that changed your trajectory, both as a mother and a nurse? Yes, absolutely. I was a nurse at the time, and I actually worked in pediatrics at the hospital where we were going to the emergency room. My daughter and I were in a horrible car accident where actually somebody in the other car had died. And my daughter suffered critical injuries that were life-threatening at the time. And we had to be transported separately to this emergency department. And when I entered into the emergency department, nobody would tell me if she was alive or if she was dead. They would not allow me to see her. The reasoning behind all of this is that they thought I had been drinking. And because of that, I was profiled and not allowed to have any information about my daughter. I learned a lot during that episode about how compassion and care for parents and for children who really need their parents at their bedside during traumatic times is of the utmost importance when you are going through something that just rocks your world. So with that being said, I actually changed my trajectory in my career and ended up actually going to that emergency department to work as a nurse. 
both in the adult emergency department, and then I transferred into the pediatric emergency department and spent a good portion of many years there until I relocated. Michelle, that's an amazing story. I mean, just as you are telling it, I'm getting very emotional. And I thank you for your bravery in sharing that story. I can only imagine how difficult it is to have to relive it in your head. And we're so grateful for where you are now and what you're doing for the community. Thank you. Let's talk about the journey that has led you to where you are now and the many hats that you do wear. Absolutely. So my daughter did live through that experience, even though everyone told us that she would not. And through that journey, it was two months in the hospital and another six months in rehab. And she is currently disabled, but a very high functioning and able to live on her own. This changed my career so that I wanted to be more involved in change. And saying that, that led me into management. I have been an emergency department manager for over 14 years. And I feel that in that role, I can really promote and establish change and affect change, not only in the hospital setting, but in the community working with our community partners. And because of that, I was able to establish the Ouchless ED program at my last hospital in Florida. And then when I came over to Marin General, in which it was called at the time, I was able to then partner with Kathy. And because we not only had such experiences that brought us together, but also because there was a real need for patients and their children and their families to be able to come to our hospital to receive their care instead of going into the city to a children's hospital. We partnered together and we started our Ouchless ED program. And at my level, it was helpful to be able to influence the change, get the buy-in from my administration, and to have the staff understand what we needed to do and why we needed to do it. And it's been very successful. Amazing. And what's especially amazing about your story is that you've been on both sides. So both as a parent and being on the other side of staff as a patient, and then on the other side professionally. So I think you definitely bring in both elements to your role, which I think makes it so invaluable. Yes. Let's talk about specifically your role with the Ouchless Project. Absolutely. So the Ouchless Project started off as just a vision. And then Kathy and I got together and it just, my passion just came out in Kathy's passion. And that passion drove us to We had so many ideas and we wanted to just do everything all at once, but it's not that easy. (laughs) So we started off small and we researched just the ouchless part. Like how could we bring our emergency department and make it truly an ouchless emergency department? So we formed a committee that included staff and, and physicians and pediatricians, and then we looked at different products we could use. We consulted with UCSF Benioff, and we actually went over there. We met with their child life specialists who showed us what they use in their emergency department. They taught us techniques 
And then we partnered together and they came to our hospital where we gave a four hour mandatory class to all of our physicians in the emergency department, as well as all of our staff. The training included not only how to use the different products that we were going to put into place, but also how kids view the emergency department when they come in. It's so different from how we as adults or as parents view the emergency department. We use words that they don't understand. They view equipment that we're using very differently. It was very enlightening to see a video of how a child actually perceives what is around them. Then they showed us different techniques that could be used to calm children, to bring the parents into being more part of the care, especially when it comes to holding techniques, how you could make a doll become part of their care. For instance, you could put an IV into the doll, which is a a needle to a catheter to give the child some fluids. You could do that to the doll first and have the child participate in that so they know exactly what's going to happen to them. It made such a difference. So we went through all of that in that training. And the switch from what used to be, which was putting kids on papoose boards and holding them down so that we could sew injury on their forehead to now being able to give them numbing medicine, have them distracted by maybe a movie on the iPad, having the parents talk to them through the procedure, and having them already know what's going to happen was just life-changing for these children. I saw more kids who would walk out of the ER smiling than crying. Mm -hmm. And that makes a difference because kids, if they have a bad experience, then they don't want to go to the doctor's office. They don't want to go to the emergency room. It really traumatizes them for life. My daughter being one of those people. So I really felt that we had established so much change just with that. After we established the Ouchless AD, we did some research and realized that in the state of California, especially in Southern California, they have what's called emergency departments approved for pediatrics. That is when you don't have a pediatric emergency room per se that is separated from the adult emergency department. So it is a pretty lengthy application process and you have to have a lot of things in place, specialized policies and procedures, equipment, training. The physicians have to meet certain criteria. The nurses have to meet certain criteria. All of my nursing staff had to have what's called a class called Emergency Nurses Pediatric Competency Class, which is a 16-hour course. And so we completed all of those requirements, and then we had a survey. The surveyor came for a solid day and made sure that we met all the requirements, and we did become a certified emergency department for pediatrics. And then in 
January of 2020, the county switched that title to a pediatric receiving center. And there's three levels. There is three levels in our county. There is a, a general, a basic, and an advanced. And we are an advanced pediatric receiving center. It just means that we have more equipment and we are able to provide a higher level of care for our pediatric patients in the community. So we're very proud of that as well. I can only imagine the aha and light bulb moments that the staff had as they were listening during the training process. It was very amazing. I sat through every one of the trainings and it wasn't just the aha moments of watching the videos and listening to the speakers, but actually doing the hands-on. It was wonderful. They learned that they don't have to be scared of taking care of kids. Yes, that's, you're right. Yes, that is exactly what was going on in the emergency room. Adults are adults when you're in nursing school. Kids are something totally different. You really don't learn about how to take care of kids from babies to toddlers. You don't know how to do that. I had specialized training when I was a pediatric nurse. So giving the staff, the tools, the awareness, the education made such a difference. It became fun. Greeting an ambulance with a, a child in it at the ambulance bay with bubbles blowing mm-hmm. made such a difference. And I think you brought up this idea of fear. And I think a lot of families, they associate any kind of you know medical facility with fear. And I think it has to do with their own traumatic experiences as a child. And so you're right, like we have the tools, we have the resources to change things now. Things can be different than they were a long time ago. But you're right, with knowledge comes power. And the more knowledge there is, the less fear that there is. Yes, exactly. We have taken it to the next level by hiring a child life specialist in the emergency department, which is also something that is really innovative for a single standing hospital that does not have a pediatric emergency department. You just don't see child life specialists and in such a small ER, but they make such a difference. Yes. We had a little boy who came in at the end of the school year who had been on the slide and broke his arm. And when he came in, he didn't care about the fact that he broke his arm. He cared that he was missing his end of the year party. And he was so sad. So our child life specialist and the nurse went in and decorated his room and they threw him an end of school party. And that is what makes the experience so different now than the way it was before. And I couldn't be prouder of what we've accomplished. And I can't be prouder of how my team came together and made this a reality. It's not Kathy's project or my project. It is the team that made this happen. That's right. It's the power of numbers. Yes, it is. So let's talk about you've been in that position. You've been a front and center hospital staff. So you've worked with staff, but you've worked with patients and families. What are some major life lessons that you have learned along the way? 
Oh, I've learned a lot of <laughs> lessons. <laughs> One, you cannot try to do things too quickly. It takes time. It takes a lot of project management. It takes convincing people who may have other priorities on their agenda. It takes passion for what you really believe is in the best interest of your patients. I've also learned that telling your story helps people to understand. It's not anecdotal things that you are telling people. It's real life stories that come from real people who have been there. Kathy experienced a traumatizing time with her son, Aiden. And I experienced a horrific time with my daughter that will forever be part of me. I think that drives what I do. That life lesson drove my career, drove my passion, drove me to where I am now. So it sounds like this Ouchless project can be applied to various other pediatric settings in the community. How can we do that? And why does it matter so much? Because no child should ever be in pain. No child should ever be afraid to go to the doctor's office, to get a shot, to have a physical. My vision is that I want to bring this to our community pediatric practices, to the clinics. We have already brought it to ambulance services, and they use the ouchless techniques within that arena. But now I'm envisioning that we are going to start giving vaccines to our youngest population of patients in the community. We're going to start giving vaccines to our children. And that's scary for parents. It's scary for, for kids. And if we can get this information out to the community, out to our partners who are going to be administering those vaccines, if we can educate the parents about this doesn't have to hurt, we can set you up with what you need to know so that when you have to bring your child for their second shot, it's going to be okay. That's where I envision this. This isn't just Marin County. Our whole nation is going to be giving shots to children to stop COVID-19. And I am just so passionate about getting this out to the world. Mm. It's very important. And the timing couldn't be more important or better. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I am, I think that now is the time. Mm. So you mentioned about when the vaccine becomes available and the distribution in the community, where else do you see the Ouchless Project going, whether in the near future and farther? I see it going to every emergency department if we can get it that far. I want to bring it to every physician's office. I want to bring it to every person that I can possibly get it out to. Social media is an amazing way to get things out. We have so many wonderful ways to broaden our horizon away from the one emergency department 
and the one county that we've been working with through websites and social media and just as much public exposure as we can get. This is really where I envision and Kathy envisions bringing this project out there for awareness. Yes, and it sounds like building that community is so valuable too. So parents don't feel like they're alone. Yes. That they feel supported in every capacity. Yes. Are there any current projects? I'm sure you have many that you're envisioning. Are you currently working on any exciting projects you'd like to share? Well, Kathy and I are starting the ED Ouches project, and then I'm going to branch out and start ED Ouchless Consulting. And that consulting, I would like to start bringing forth to anyone who would like help starting their program. It's not an easy venture to just dive into if you haven't done it before. I had a whole team of people behind me to help do this. And it was not one month it was done. It took two years to make this come to fruition. So that is where I'm going now with this project is starting consulting. And would this be any healthcare professional that works with children? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. And we'll get into how people can find you if this is something that they're passionate about too and want to make that change in their practice. And now I want to sort of switch gears. And I love to ask this question, especially you, Michelle, with a very high stress job. What do you like to do to de-stress or what are your favorite activities and hobbies when you're not busy working? I love to travel, though we haven't been able to do much of that in the last year and a half. I live in this wonderful state of California, so I love to go out and see as much as possible. I love to go up and wine taste and I love to cook. You know, I try to spend as much time with my family as possible. All of my children are now grown and out of the house. So that becomes a challenge. But I think what is so important is work-life balance. And during COVID, we definitely did not have enough of work-life balance. And I think we're finally just getting back into that. And actually working on this project is my way of de-stressing. Amazing. And we knew there were so many unknowns as parents. There was so much fear a lot of things in the media, a lot of controversy, a lot of politicized information that was shared. So I think this is the important time to, again, that knowledge is power and feeling empowered and being able to take the fear out of it in order to be confident decision makers as parents. Yes, absolutely. And Michelle, where can the listeners find out more about the Ouchless Project and any other upcoming projects that you have? So Kathy and I have a Facebook page, and it's called The Outless ED Project. That is the first place you can go to. We're still developing our website, and I am available on LinkedIn for anybody to contact me through there. Perfect. And I will include all of this in the show notes. So if anyone is listening and they'd like to refer there, we will include all that so we can all stay connected. That's wonderful. Michelle, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experience, your expertise with the Ouchless Care Model, which I really believe should be a gold standard for all facilities and practitioners working with children. As we know, children are not just little adults. 
and their level of care must absolutely be prioritized. And to you, the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast with your host, Argavan Nilforush. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you and your family can use to make daily life a little easier. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please leave a rating and review, share with others, and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast. As always, you can head over to babystepsnutrition.com to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. See you next time. Tune in. Feel great.